Welcome into another episode of Mike Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home in your office could be in Yellowstone. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube, located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri. They are located right here on 1st and Main Street. They've been here for a while, and boy, let me tell you, they know what they're doing, and they do it very well. Also, <clears throat> any tire and lube needs, you know, at some point you're going to need your oil change and your tires change, but do know that they are much more than that, so you can visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Then once more, if you've been a listener to the show for a while, one thank you, too, but you already know this is coming. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to need your oil change and your tire service, so get that taken care of right here at Downtown Lube. Yep, and welcome into the show. We appreciate you guys as we took Sunday off to just be fans. Yeah, and uh, it was electric. It was nice. <laughs> It was. It was very nice. And then we got to celebrate yesterday in Kansas City at the parade. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I'm, on, I'm still on a high from it. Like, I just – I was talking to my buddy yesterday. But I was like, you know, like, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, but it's still one of these deals where, like, it feels real, but at the same time, it doesn't. Like, I don't know. I don't know how much happier I can be about this. Like, what do I do with this excitement and this happiness? Mm-hmm. While also at the same time realizing – no matter what they do, it does not affect me day to day. But at the same time, it does because I love this team so much. And I've been just a fan of them since I was a kid. And just all those Same. emotions came like rushing back Same. watching the parade. I've, I've been a fan of this team since 2018. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's been that's a five fun ride for you. Yeah. Of waiting for the second Super Bowl. <laughs> it, it was nice. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch the game. And I thought it was a really good Super Bowl. I, I know a lot of people earlier in the week, uh, got their takes off and probably complained about some of the officiating and some of the other stuff. I thought it was a really good game. Mm-hmm. And I've, I said all along that I, I liked the Eagles. I'm glad that they put up one hell of a fight. And I'm also very happy about how their players responded to a potential holding call of even Nick Sirianni coming out and saying, it's not just one penalty. It's not mm-hmm. one play that determines this game. And just really taking it on the chin and saying, like, hey, congratulations to the Chiefs. Like, they beat us. I thought the Eagles are world-class organization. With the yep. way that they played, the way that they handled it, everything that they did was fantastic. I mean, even James Bradbury coming out after the game, like, yeah, it was a hold. Yep. I was kind of hoping the ref would let it slide. Mm-hmm. I mean, account- like taking accountability right there. From the moment that he got the opportunity to, he did it. Yeah, and that's why I'll say, uh, again, I-, I would like to see the Eagles win another Super Bowl. With Jalen Hurts. And we'll talk a little bit about that, too. Uh, Going to talk about some of the news in the NFL. And, and then maybe even get into some basketball and baseball. Because that's what season we're in now. Mm-hmm. It is officially the offseason of the NFL. I'm sure we'll get into some more NFL draft stuff here uh, later in the year. But first, let's start with this big news. It was something that we were talking about. And that's the Derek Carr news of him getting released. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Last week, I sat in this chair and I said, if I'm Derek Carr, I'm not accepting a trade anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to a team and making them give up draft picks for me when I can just get cut. I can get a big lump sum of money, and I can go rework my contract somewhere else. And that's what he ended up doing. Um, it, it, I would assume that he eventually goes to the Saints. But, I mean, even if I'm the New Orleans Saints and I want Derek Carr, I would get in his ear and be like, hey, don't, don't trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have a full no trade clause. Just say no. We'll sign you, big dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. And now he gets to talk to all 31 other NFL teams and say, hey, what are you willing to pay me? It, it, he's probably still going to get a pretty good contract. He's still a young quarterback. He gets released. That's a, that's a very good option for a lot of teams. I mean, he was due a lot of money this next couple of years, too, from that contract with the Raiders. And so with him doing this, I mean, it also helps the Saints with the fact of, hey, we're in cap trouble. And if you do that, that helps us. We can move more players around. We can move things around and make it work. Go into the draft. Maybe we do trade away Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara, I thought, was a trade piece. Comes out today. Um, he is now being indicted in for uh, court and everything like that. For assault from the yep. um, pro. From the Pro Bowl in 2022. <laughs> yeah, like, what? <laughs> How's this happening now? I, I really don't know why. Yeah, I don't know, like, hey, him and his friends beat up a guy. Why you just. I saw that today not taking on the this bottom line, and it. It didn't even register to me that, like, that was an entire year ago. So what does this mean now? Like, I know I've watched all of Suits, but I still don't know what <laughs> indicted means. 
I'm not even a, a lawyer, so I don't know. I don't just, even like honestly it. with some of the NFL stuff. I'm just kind of done following the off-field stuff. <laughs> That's where I'm at today on it. I don't. I didn't even read into it. It's like, oh, okay, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the salary cap. I don't. I don't care about how much salary cap space you have. We'll figure it out. Everyone else is. Mm-hmm. The, so there's you. some expert legal analyst that's going to tell me what happens. Trust the process. And so. it, once again with Derek Carr, I mean, maybe you look at New Orleans and go, okay, hey, cool, the new home. Here we go, fresh start. Let's let's go see what we can do there. Or maybe you do use the Jets here. Yeah, Jets, Falcons. There are a lot of teams. Panthers. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams. Like if I had back. my pick though, as like Derek Carr, I would I would tell the Jets like, hey, I'm interested. You guys can sit there and fiddle around mm-hmm. waiting on. You know, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, tell you right now, he's not coming. Yeah, he's, he's going to use you. I think he's probably in the middle of his four-day cleanse or just got out of it. I really don't know when that started and when it's going to end. It's going to be interesting, though. But I I just I think him going to New York with the Jets would be awesome. It would be a lot of fun, and they would have success. I just don't think it's going to happen either, though. Yeah, I, I definitely would. And I'm not an Aaron Rodgers guy. said that a million times. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't count on him. I wouldn't rely on him to be like, okay, here's our big off-season move. He's, he's probably going to bring you in, and he's probably going to go back to the Packers. And even if he doesn't, I don't know if he's any good anymore. I think he's still good. It's just more of like, if you're the Packers, at what point do you move on from? Like, you have to move on from Aaron Rodgers at some point. Like, you drafted Jordan Love for a reason. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're just in a really good spot where you're like, okay, hey, like Jordan Love, you're just going to continue to wait and get better. And then whenever Jordan Whenever Aaron decides to actually move on, then you're ready to go. Who would you rather have for next season, Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. I think Derek Carr. Like, my thing with Derek Carr is he's just – there's just so many times, like, late in games where there's just a bonehead play. And, and, you know, sometimes it's just kind of, like, not all on his shoulders, but it just feels that way at times. I mean, we've watched it. We've – we're buddies with the Raiders fans, you know, and they just they get to a point in the games. It's like, well, Derek Carr's going to blow this for us. Like, here we go again. Let's just see how he does it. Fourth down in the red zone, throws it out. And it's like, well, okay, why did he do that? Game's over. Aaron Rodgers, I think, at least makes a play. You know, disregard the NFC Championship game where he decided not to run it in. but exactly. And they have to kick the field goal. <laughs> disregard that aspect of it. But I think Derek, like, excuse me, I think Aaron Rodgers still, I mean, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's still got a heck of an arm, throws from every angle. We know that can keep plays alive, throws the ball away, doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, if any at all. I do think if he finds himself in the right spot with, with good receivers and he's not having to wait on these guys to develop throughout the season, I think he's going to be fine. See, I think he's going to regress again. I think we're going to see another regression from Aaron Rodgers. And I've been burned by this very statement before, but I, I do think that he's in a spot now where he's not committed to the grind. And I, he's even said that, or somebody said that recently, of you have to be committed to that day-to-day process or you're going to be exposed in the NFL. I think that's where Aaron Rodgers is. Mm-hmm. Even his arm strength last year wasn't super impressive. So obviously looking at career and body of work, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers all day, every day over Derek Carr. But for next season, for going forward, I think I would take Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers. That might make me crazy. And I know that I'm biased against Aaron Rodgers. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I just. I mean, I also feel like we also need to realize that you know, maybe there's not that much of a gap right now if the mindset of Aaron Rodgers is not there with the love of football, and it feels like it is for Derek Carr. And right. Derek Carr in a fresh chip start on shoulder. could be exactly chip on his shoulder. He's just like, oh my gosh, this is so much better. One, I'm not in Vegas. You know what I mean? I mean, well, I don't know if New Orleans is any better as a city, honestly. But uh, hot take. Still dirty. I don't like either one. Mm. Man, I like the idea of Vegas. It's just like after a while, you're like, dude, I'm freaking tired. Why is it so hot? Yes. <laughs> Dry heat and why my ass. Is it freaking 3.30 in the morning? And last time I looked at the clock, it was 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not. In New Orleans, uh, take it or leave it. I, don't I hear you can feel the devil on Bourbon Street. That you can what? You can feel the devil on Bourbon Street. I don't know about that, but it's also it's very dirty. I had uh, people from my church tell me that when I was younger, and yeah. that's kind of why I've never gone to New Orleans. It's got to be true. People from church said it. Yeah. Uh, so here's an interesting stat that I'm looking up while you're talking about the devil. <laughs> QBR last year, mm-hmm. Derek Carr had a 55 QBR, which is slightly above average. 50 is average. 
He had a 55 QBR. Last season, Aaron Rodgers had a 39 QBR. What? A low average. Numbers never lie. Yeah. Now, I backed up my argument. Now, could I also point to just um, rating where Rodgers had a 91 rating and Carr had an 86? Sure. But that doesn't win me my argument. <laughs> so look that doesn't benefit you. Gotcha. <laughs> Who did, uh, if you have their stats pulled up side by side there, can you tell how many yards each had in touchdowns and interceptions? Aaron Rodgers had 3,600 yards, almost 37, with um, 26 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. So he had 12 interceptions? 3,726 and 12. Yeah. Uh, Derek Carr went 3,500. 24 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. So number resume yeah, is kind of because it goes to Rodgers. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still QBR like. QBR goes to Carr. Mm-hmm. Which is why, again, I, I do think it is. I think it's close. I'm not sitting here saying, like, oh, Derek Carr's God and Aaron Rodgers is done. Oh, yeah. But and I think I, going I into next season, it is, it's worth a discussion. Especially, and like you said, you brought up Derek Carr with a chip on his shoulder. And Aaron Rodgers kind of on the way out definitely plays into it. Age plays into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it. So if you're an Aaron Rodgers supporter, don't come, you know, condemning me to hell because yeah. I talked about your guy. I just don't know if he's still got it. Or maybe maybe he does. Maybe he comes back from his four-day cleanse and he's recommitted and he has a great season. I, I hope that for him. The Raiders, though, I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I, there are other guys out there like a Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that there are a lot of teams out there like the Raiders and I think the Panthers that might reach on a young quarterback. I, the Colts will. Mm-hmm. The Texans will. They, they won't reach, but I think that they will take a young quarterback. So there's um, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Yep. Guys like Will Levis and, and Anthony Richardson, though. I, I, I think just, it was Todd McShay even put out a mock, and it's like they're both going top 10 or top Anthony, 15. Anthony I, don't, I, see, no, uh, I don't see it. I don't like those guys. I don't see it. But it it could definitely happen. We've seen like Josh Rosen went top ten. Yeah, you know other guys have went top ten. They can go top ten. It may not be right, but they're going to go top ten. Baker Mayfield went one overall. He was coming off of a Heisman Mm -hmm. season, but you know we've seen guys go top ten that probably shouldn't have. Uh, Mitch Trubisky went top ten, number three overall, number two overall, uh, or three. It was three. It happens. I I saw the mock draft with Will Levis going number seven overall to the Raiders. I still can't believe it. Maybe I'll dive into the tape on him again, but <laughs> a good possibility that that's the direction that the Raiders go. But this is, I, I think that we'll probably take like the rest of the next week. We'll kind of be, we'll let spring training baseball, we'll let the NBA all-star game shine a little bit. And then people will start diving immediately back into football. 1000%. If it even lasts that long. I mean, by the end of this month though, we're going to be, it's going to be the combine. So it's mm-hmm. just, Everyone's yeah. going right back to it. And then it's March Madness, and then it's the draft. Yeah. And yeah. then another month, or then it's opening day. Then two months go by, and it's like the only thing we have is baseball. Mm-hmm. And I, I think another thing is looking at some of these head coach hirings. Eric Bieniemy, not a head coach. We've, we've seen the jobs filled, but another one that I think is most interesting is the Eric Bieniemy stuff. Uh, that we have talked about a lot, but now Eric Bieniemy and I've I've probably been saying this for a year that I thought Eric Bieniemy should start applying for other offensive coordinator mm-hmm. jobs, and it feels like that is the case. Uh, the Ravens were tied to him for a little bit, and now he is openly interviewing for the Washington Commanders offensive coordinator job. I'm not an Eric Bieniemy guy. I think there's a reason why he's interviewed with so many teams and has never gotten a head coaching job. I think this is the right move for him. I don't know if it's with the commanders is where he should go. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the commanders are a good spot for him, but at the same time, you can sit there and look at him and go, well, they have some receivers. They have Jahan Dotson, who you know showed out last year. You have Terry McLaurin. You have Robinson at running back. It looks like you know, you're know you going to move on with your rookie quarterback that you took this last year and how um, from North Carolina. It looks like he might be the starter moving forward. What do you do with Taylor Heineke? Not really sure. That's something for them to figure out. But if you are Eric Bieniemy, you can at least look at that and say, I can make something happen with this. Because I believe Curtis Samuel is still with the Washington Commanders as well. Yeah. So you have a trio of receivers there that you can make something work with, kind of similar to what you had in Kansas City this year where none of them are great, 
but they're good enough to make something happen. Terry McLaurin, I do think, is great. Jahan Dotson, some of the plays he made last year could be treading in that right direction. I mean, there are a lot of people that thought last year in the draft that, hey, Jahan Dotson and Chris Olave, not that far apart similarities. Mm -hmm. He comes out, I think he was the first receiver actually taken off the board, wasn't he? Uh, Jahan Dotson, who the Washington Commanders, I think is kind of what surprised everybody because they traded up and got him at 11 or 12, maybe. But anywho, it's if you're Eric Biedemann, you can look at that job and say, I can make something happen here. And if you can make something happen with that, there's going to be a head coaching opening next year, and boom, there you go, where you said, hey, won two Super Bowls in Kansas City as the offensive coordinator. I came to Washington. I made something happen. We may not have won the division, but we were competitive. Or, we put yeah, points yeah. on the board. Let me lead your team. And depending on what that quarterback situation looks like, if it's Sam Howell, it's Tyler Haneke. I can't imagine it's going to be Carson Wentz next year. Whatever it is they do at quarterback, I think that everybody can realize they're not going to be on the Chiefs level. But can he do something fun and creative with this offense? And, again, getting away from Andy Reid, I think, for at least a season, is going to be huge for Eric Bieniemy. Do I think that there are 17 racist owners that are just saying, nope, we're not going to hire a black coach? Absolutely not. I, I do not think that at all. Are there some racist owners out there that are hesitant to hire a head coach that's black? Yes, I, I definitely think that there are. But I, I just can't imagine with the number of jobs that he has interviewed for that you can go out there and say, okay, these guys are not hiring him solely because he is black. Mm -hmm. The Houston Texans have hired two or three black coaches. Yeah, three in a row. Since then. I mean, uh, yeah. So I, now, again, there are some bad owners out there who will probably look at Eric Bieniemy, see his skin color, and don't take him serious. But I also think we got to put a little bit of the blame back on Eric Bieniemy. Uh, one thing that you and I have both heard is that he's he's actually a terrible interview. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I am sat in those interviews, and I haven't heard uh, many details about it, but that he did do a very bad job interviewing, but rooting for him. Hopefully, this is a good change for him. I am... I'll just say it. I'm eager for him to be out of Kansas City. So I want to see what Matt Nagy can do as offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems like Nagy and Patrick Mahomes have a really good relationship mm -hmm. right now. And maybe I mean, you lose some he of that He was creativity. celebrating just as hard in Super Bowl parade was. as Chad Haney <laughs> and Shane Bouchelle. You know what I mean? He, uh -huh. he was on the same bus as those guys. And even up on the stage – where uh, Travis Kelsey first took the mic, and he's like, if you knew Kansas City was going to win the AFC West, let me give it like a hell yeah. And he goes to give a hell yeah, Matt Nagy does, and about falls backwards. And is like, oh, he is hammered right now. Yeah, He loves where he's at. I do wonder if the Chiefs could get Mike Kafka, bring him back, and keep Matt Nagy down another year, and then maybe Mike Kafka gets a head coaching job from there. I think you just need to hope that Mike Kafka comes back and is the head coach. Uh, yeah, but I, don't I would think like that he's coming back to be a coordinator. It would be a step up. <laughs> it, it and he be. was there. Yeah, it, it, I don't think that it's that outlandish. I don't think I think the natural progression is Matt Nagy becomes offensive coordinator. And that maybe when it comes time for Big Red to retire, maybe then Kafka will be ready. And it with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, as soon as Andy Reid retires, that becomes the most attractive job in football. And it's probably going to be Matt Nagy that gets the job, though. I mean, he's because he's be. been there. He's right there. Yeah, might be. Um, let's talk about some of these off-seasons uh, and some of the biggest contenders that are out there. I just kind of took the top three teams, in my opinion, of each conference. Let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl-winning Kansas City Chiefs, and what they need to do this year. For me, I think the biggest question mark right now is, what do you do with Orlando Brown Jr.? Yep. I don't like Orlando Brown Jr. However, I do think the Kansas City Chiefs will end up franchise tagging him. I know that we had some text messages. Oh, yeah, we had a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I let my anger maybe get the most of me and said some not nice things about him. Hey, they will stay there. No worries. <laughs> I have since calmed down. <laughs> they didn't give up a sack in the Super Bowl. Yep. I think they need to franchise tag him <laughs> and bring him back. For a season. Oh, man, that was uh, – I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I can tell that was hard for you. <laughs> it was. Uh, your boy said some things. <laughs> but those will stay in the chat and not uh, – I think livid was the word. <laughs> <laughs> no, not for public uh, knowledge yeah, there. Not but, suitable for public. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do think they need, need to bring him back. And one thing you've been saying all along 
is um, who do you replace him with? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the Chiefs cap situation, it, it's probably going to get hammered out. Guys like Frank Clark, I, I honestly think Frank Clark will probably restructure. I, I think that yeah, he I think really he... likes being in Kansas mm-hmm. City, and I, I think that they can restructure that deal, create some space. It's the offseason, so Patrick Mahomes is probably going to do something with his contract. Travis Kelsey will probably do something with his contract, and boom, there's $14 million. <laughs> Somehow they boom. Both there's raise. another five hundred million. Like, <laughs> and I have three dollars. No Jk. But Orlando Brown, I think, is the biggest issue for the Kansas City Chiefs. I do think they should franchise tag him. Please don't give him a big contract. No, I'm I'm right there with you. I do think the franchise tag is probably the best option. Um, but I also think the Chiefs need to look at this and say, look at what this offensive line did this Super Bowl compared to what happened in the last Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. And that might just be like a recency bias deal. They're like, yep, we're paying Orlando Brown Jr. I do think Brett Beach is smarter than that and you know, can take the emotion out of it and say, okay, how can I rebuild this team? Which is exactly what he did after the Super Bowl loss against Tampa and this last offseason through the draft and a little bit through free agency as well with getting Juju Smith-Schuster, who is also going to be a free agent. And there was a report that came out today that the Chiefs are interested in signing uh, the receiver. I do have a feeling he's probably going to ask for a ton of money and the Chiefs are going to be like, yeah, no, nah, we're good. I honestly, well, if you're going to pay him $3 million again, you're going to pay him six mil. Sure. Bring him back. Mm-hmm. He wants anything double digits. 12 million. <laughs> Bye-bye. TikTok boy. <laughs> you can go Which, play what somewhere a else. roast, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know, I, but I do know the chiefs need wide receiver help. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly enough, they've been bad at finding it in the draft. They hit on so many draft picks. I really like Sky Moore, and I wanted him to be great. I don't know that he is. I was very patient with McCall Hardman. Mm-hmm. He just never panned out. And, and for whatever I, reason, the Chiefs can't find receivers in the draft. It's, you want to know why? Because they need to get a guy of fucking size. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm serious. Everyone's like, oh, get this guy. He's the speed. He's got the speed threshold that the Chiefs want. F speed. I mean, really, I'm trying <laughs> to keep this PG here. Because, like, Travis Kelsey's not getting any faster. Still gets wide open. You just need to be smart. You just need to be a smart player after the catch and go get those extra yards. And you know who I think is a perfect fit for Kansas City? And I hope that he continues to fall down these mock drafts and then continues to fall down the real draft in Kansas City when the Chiefs are picking up pick 32 slash 31 because the Dolphins don't have a first-round pick. The receiver out of TCU. Quentin Johnson, is that the name? receiver one. And I have seen him lower on some draft boards and some mock drafts. If he finds a way to fall down the draft, like I almost want to start some rumors about him myself. Yeah. And be like, uh, you know. Poor care, off-field character issues. Yeah. Didn't go to class once. <laughs> right. Nobody went to his birthday. All the just nonsense rumors that you hear. Because I think that he's wide receiver one. I can't imagine looking at a guy like that and not thinking he's. I would love the Chiefs receiver. to just trade up and go get the receiver that they want. Because I do think Sky Moore still has, you know, there's still room to develop and grow. I think with McCall yeah, Hardman. I'm, I'm definitely not that out was, on him yet. Yeah, That's I think sure. McCall Hardman was the panic draft pick of like Tyreek Hill is probably suspended. Yes. Mm-hmm. We need no to matter find a what replacement. They say, it yep. was. And he just never developed any anything more than that. Like him and Patrick just cannot seem to get on the same page down the field. McCall gives up on his route, and Patrick's like, why did you stop? I literally just threw you the ball, and now it looks like yeah. an overthrow because you once again stopped running. I think the plays that we saw Sky Moore make in training camp, you know, put as much, you know, effort or thought into that as you want. I do think that will transition at some point because it was just play after play after this play. This natural Sky athletic Moore made. ability is there. Yes. And playing receiver in the NFL is it's very difficult. It's and not especially like for the Chiefs. It, trying to learn that route tree, especially coming from a place like Western Michigan, uh, it could be difficult. Uh, the other Super Bowl team, the Philadelphia Eagles, their offseason. Uh, they're in a very good spot. They're in a very good spot with what they have coming back. Uh, I think Miles Sanders is a free agent, but I, he's a running back. So even like him being a free agent, pay him a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Let him come back. That offensive line, I don't know how you could look at that offensive line and say, yeah, I'll go play somewhere else if you're a running back. That <laughs> is the best offensive line in football, especially for a running back. So I, I think they've got to figure out something with that. But they have two first-round picks. And the only real needs that I see them having are starting to replace some of these older guys. Mm-hmm. You know, like guys like Fletcher Cox and, and Brandon Graham, like they're probably going to come back. 
just start finding guys that can eventually replace them. Mm-hmm. They, they did it a little bit last year. Took Jordan Davis. I, and I he got really, hurt, but yeah. Yep, I think the Eagles are in a very good position uh, to make another Super Bowl run. I, I still think they're a top contender in the NFC. And then another thing that they need to start looking at is, is Jalen Hurts' contract because I know that we're two Chiefs fans and we want to talk about how great the Chiefs played. Eagles put up one hell of a fight. Oh, my God. I, they, they have so much respect for me. It's not even funny. Like, I, I was sitting here saying, like, if the Chiefs can slow down the run game of the Eagles, it might turn into a blowout. And it never would have because Jalen Hurts put the ball in perfect spots mm-hmm. time after time. Like a third and 15, and you put it right there between a safety and, you know, an underneath corner to Dallas Goddard. Question the catch all you want. It was a catch in my mind. Yeah, that was a perfect throw from Jalen Hurts. And yeah. then the, the deep throw to A.J. Brown. Uh, I th- want to give just as much credit to A.J. Brown there as Jalen Hurts uh, because, you know, for him to make that throw right there with two DBs, you let your guy go get an opportunity. But what A.J. Brown did, and I, th- I don't know if anyone else overlooked it or just didn't realize it or maybe I'm just talking out of my ass here, it looks like he slowed his route down to confuse the DB of Kansas City, which was Trent McDuffie. And so McDuffie just turns around thinking it's going to be like a lob jump ball. And then A.J. Brown like accelerates again and then breaches out for it, comes down with it, and it's just like, boom, touchdown. It was just an incredible play, like, again and again by the Eagles. And they didn't necessarily get the running game going with the running back, but, like, Jalen Hurts did everything. And when they, and that you know, got game, to those third and short or fourth yeah, and short or, like, that QB even sneak that they a do. fourth on a fourth and six, and it's like, hey, draw, QB draw, and he goes and gets 25 yards off of it. Mm-hmm. It was like, God bless it. Like, he's just not going to be able to stop it. I saw an article earlier in the week that, um, like, the rules committee is already looking at how to, like, outlaw – the way that they do their QB mm-hmm. sneak with like the, you can't push the quarterback stuff like that. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how you play defense against it. Yeah. And, the and Chiefs you know, tried a lot of different things. I don't want it to come off as like a biased, you know what I mean? Or like, just because of Chiefs, you know, like that just seemed like one of those unstoppable plays that you almost just need to get rid of. Cause if every team starts doing that, it's like, well then on fourth and one, you might as well just give them another fourth. Like, you know what I mean? Another set of downs. Cause it like Chris mm-hmm. Jones jumped on top of Jalen hurts at one point, And then he still got two yards off of it. Granted, yeah. he squats 700 pounds, but right. it's like, yeah. what else can you do to stop that? There is nothing. Yeah, it's a, it'll be interesting to see what the Eagles do with Jalen Hurts. And I, I, I think they're going to play it a little bit conservative just because they got burned with Carson Wentz. I, uh-huh. So I think they give this another so year. So is he up for a contract then? After, is this his third year? I think so, yeah. So after so, this next season. Yep, so now okay. he can start um, negotiating. One thing that I don't think really anyone else is talking about, and if they are, I've not seen it, what happened with Jalen Hurts on that last throw? Because that ball did not make it very far. Was it his, like, was his shoulder just hurt? Yeah, because, that was like, weird. I don't it was know, just like I'm, a duck. Yep, at watching it as a fan, Chiefs mm-hmm. fans is like, all right, no, game's over. Yeah. Didn't throw, didn't make it. I don't know. I don't know what happened with that one. Uh, if he thought maybe he had guys breaking back for the ball, I don't know. And I haven't really watched it since then hopefully his shoulder's okay i mean he had shoulder problems all year but mm-hmm. um yeah hopefully he's okay i i don't know because i didn't go back and, and watch it a, a couple other teams how about the cincinnati Bengals? they've got a very interesting offseason i still think that they are a huge contender in the afc one of the teams they're the team in the afc that scares me as a chiefs fan mm-hmm. there's been a lot of talk about trading t higgins i just don't know if i would i don't, I, I think that he's so great he could be a number one receiver I say I wouldn't, but I guess you'd have to see what the return is. Yeah. Somebody's giving you a nice first-round pick, like like A.J. Brown. Somebody wants to give you that return. Maybe you kick the tires on it. It also, just stinks that they're in the AFC because, like, that would be perfect for Kansas City. Oh, it'd be like, and I, again, I know, like, I don't want to take everything back to yeah. Kansas City, but it's like yeah, that no is what – that is exactly what I've been saying for the last I two years in the draft him. is, like, Kansas City, go get that Justin Ross – Right on the back of the roster. There's maybe, maybe. <laughs> Forgot about Totally him. kidding. But, yeah, I have not. I've been freaking sitting here waiting. <laughs> yeah. I think the Bengals would be open to maybe trading T. Higgins to any team except for the Kansas City. <laughs> hey, team. Buffalo, you want this guy? Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, sure. You need a number two receiver? Not yeah. worried about that. Uh, they absolutely would not trade him to Kansas City. That would not happen. Uh, but they, the Bengals also have a lot of cap space. They do Five need to sign Jesse Bates, Bates their safety. Mm-hmm. Franchise tagged him last year. They're going to have to pay him if they want that. Yeah, but they are another team that is in a great position as well. I just I don't think that they will trade T. Higgins. Also, I just, if I remove my Chiefs fandom hat, 
I love having those two receivers. Really, oh, three receivers. And I think T. Burrow. Higgins realized that. Like, I think he wants to stay in Cincinnati. And if that's the case, and Joe Burrow and you know Chase have the same mindset with it, and they take less than what they you know should be earning, that could be a special trio in yeah. Cincinnati. And I, I want to see Jamar Chase be healthy. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of people put him up there as the best receiver in the league. I want to see him be healthy. When he is healthy, he looks like the best receiver. Yep. And but you got to be on the field. And here's another thing to think about with Cincinnati. Probably looking for a new running back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably like, should. And, uh, again, I'm going to bring up this name. Kareem Hunt is a free agent. And wherever he goes is going to be an immediate impact. Yeah. Like, and Cincinnati, for him, makes sense because he feel like he was robbed of a Super Bowl with Kansas City. Yeah, a little bit of a, a revenge mm-hmm. signing. Uh, he's from and Ohio. we've heard him make comments like that as well with the Browns. You He'd know, be a like, good fit as a, a guy that can catch the ball, or you know, even another team too. So let's stick with the AFC, the Buffalo Bills. I I think that they desperately need to address their running back position. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot just continue to skate by and think, oh, we'll get it done. Josh Allen can be our primary runner. Help him out. Yep. But I am a Bills fan. I like the Bills too. I think they're in a tough spot. You're, you've got guys like Jordan Poyer. You've got Tremaine Edmonds that are free agents. You've got to address the running back situation. You don't have a ton of cap space. Uh, the Bills are in a tough spot. They're going to have to get creative this offseason and find some ways to plug some holes. And you're going to have to make some tough decisions. On a linebacker like Trayman, uh Edmonds, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be able to bring him back. I think he's going to get paid by another one of these teams that does have money. Is Tredavious White up as well? Who's that? Tredavious White. Their corner? Or is that? I don't remember. For some reason, I couldn't remember if it was him or if it was Tremaine Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Edmonds is a free agent. For yeah, sure. yeah. And they just they don't have the cap space to bring him back. So the Bills are. I like. I feel good about what the Bengals are doing. I feel good about what the Eagles are doing. Looking at these contenders, I don't feel so hot about what the Bills are doing. Yeah. And I, we kind of thought that this was going to be their year. Yep. Uh, that the Chiefs were going to have a little bit of a down year. I hope Travis Kelsey doesn't come for us. But kind of thought they might have a, a down year and that stars were kind of aligning for the Buffalo Bills. And it almost felt like they constructed their roster for this to be their year. Yep. Of then like, okay, now we've got a Super Bowl. We have to make some tough decisions. So it, we'll see. I root for the Bills. I, I think that they're a great organization as well. Uh, two more contenders, though. The San Francisco 49ers made a nice little run. They've got it at receiver. They've got it at running back. Offensive line is good. Like, you're probably going to lose McGlinchey. I'm not worried about that at all. And again, I'm going to go. defense is absolutely stellar. I mean, just the San Francisco 49ers, healthy quarterback away from probably finding the way back to the Super Bowl. I wholeheartedly believe that. Like, <clears throat> I think what they were able to do against the Eagles early on really slowed down Jalen Hurts. Their defense just couldn't. I mean, the defense couldn't stay off the field because the offense for the 49ers couldn't get anything going. So it was like the defense of the Niners didn't have a choice but to be there. End of the game, they're exhausted. The Eagles just blown by after that point. They're taking full advantage of you being tired, and that's why the game turned out into what it did. But I think when you, you know, the San Francisco 49ers, and you say, do we keep McGlinchey at right tackle or do we move on from him? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take this back to the Chiefs, but only for the reason because Andrew Wiley is also a free agent, and he has played phenomenal all year. And Eric Stone Street finally gave him the credit that he deserved out in the Super Bowl, and then so did Mitchell Schwartz after on Twitter. Andrew Wiley might be a, a, one of those names that could be like on like the hot market, this free agency of like, hey, we need a reliable right tackle who's going to come in and do his job, not be a distraction. He's great in the locker room. His teammates love him, and he doesn't make dumb mistakes except yeah, for if, that one stupid taunting penalty against the Bengals where he stuck yeah. his arms out. But and if you're the 49ers and you have. Uh, Trent Williams on the other side of the left yes. tackle. You can feel pretty good about maybe anybody else on, out on the right side. And <laughs> if you do get Trey Lance to come back and he's healthy, mm-hmm. you he can kind of neglect that a little bit. You know what I mean? You'd be like, okay, hey, he's athletic enough to get outside of that pass rush. He has a left side taken care of with Trent Williams. The rest of the offensive line's good. Your skill position tight. I didn't even mention tight end. They probably have you know the top five yeah. tight end. Is he number? Is he number two still? You think? He's, yeah, number two. I mean, he stayed healthy this year, and he played phenomenal. Yeah, he's, he's still number two. He, he just, again, goes through a season with the 49ers. He has four different starting quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's starting to enter almost like Tony Gonzalez. Like, man, if he just had a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine what he – He's going to go to another team and be like, man, this is so much better. Yeah. And with the quarterback situation in San Francisco, I don't know what they'll do. It's going to be really hard. I think it would have been really hard to replace Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Now, given the injury – 
I do think it really opened things back up. For Trey Lance. For Trey Lance. Yeah. And it, it, Trey Lance can make all the throws. He's going to look very good in practices. Brock Purdy is going to look very good in the games. So, so that'll be an interesting one. The 49ers have everything except for a quarterback. They invested a lot in Trey Lance to bring him in. I think they'll probably give him every chance to succeed. But we'll see what happens with Brock Purdy, a guy who led them to an NFC championship game. And one of the teams they beat along the way, maybe this is a hot take of me, I put the Dallas Cowboys as another team that could be a contender. Mm-hmm. It finally looked like they actually they fixed their defense. The yeah. problem is they need a lot of help on offense now. Yeah, uh, The offensive line still pretty good. Uh, running back situation, I don't know if Zeke ever plays again there. I think that you probably have to cut him, create some cap space, restructure his contract, something. And then Tony Pollard getting hurt. Broke uh, his leg. Really affects the running back position. I assume they'll probably franchise tag him. Hopefully he comes back and he plays. But, I mean, a guy suffering a broken leg like that, probably don't want to play on the franchise tag. Yep. And, I mean, they're set to pick at 27, so you're probably missing out on the great B. John Robinson yep. right there, unless for some godforsaken reason he just continues to fall in the draft and they overlook him at if running he, back position. Yeah. But Yeah, and they might just because they have so many assets right there already tied up at running back. I, I think they need wide receiver help too outside of CeeDee Lamb. 100%. Uh, like, losing Amari Cooper really hurt them because mm-hmm. – I don't think a lot of people realize how much attention he was actually taking from defenses because he is such a great route runner. He gets himself open. And having just another target on the field for Dak Prescott. Uh, Michael Gallup just never really came back from that injury. Uh, I can remember some Cowboys fans being excited when they signed T.Y. Hilton. I won't talk too much trash because I remember the Kansas City Chiefs Josh Gordon days. But they they need some kind of help there at receiver. And maybe they can go and get a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, late in the first round. Now, yeah. Jerry Jones has shown he is not afraid to go up and get these skill position guys, not even you know reach a little bit to get them. But I, I do think they need receiver help. you got to figure out the running back situation. Dalton Schultz is a really good tight end. I don't know if they can afford to bring him back. That's because... what I was going to say. Like I think Dalton Schultz is just set up for a big year next year. Like mm-hmm. Dalton Schultz is exactly what I wanted Mike Gusecki to be. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's yeah. just like it hasn't paid out. But for Dalton Schultz, it is. And I don't know, you know, where a possible landing spot could be for him. But I do think it's interesting. Definitely another one of those names to keep an eye on in free agency. But back to Zeke real quick with the Cowboys. Do you think Jerry Jones would make the move to trade Zeke, move on from him? I don't know if he has any value. Just because just, it's, trade it's him, Jerry Jones loyalty, contract. though. Like, if mm-hmm. anyone's getting in the Cowboys' way, it's, it's been Jerry Jones. Yeah. I, I think that, if anything, he ends up getting cut or stays on a restructured deal. I would probably bet stays on a restructured deal because Jerry Jones does love him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can trade for him because you'd have to take on his contract, and nobody wants to pay him that much money uh, when he's been so bad. Like He's yeah. at best. He's a running back, too. I mean, and yeah, and we've been saying that for a year. I mean, mm-hmm. a whole year in advance. Like, hey, Tony Pollard makes more of his opportunities with the ball in his hands than Zeke does right now. I remember saying that all last summer heading into the year, and it came to fruition. Look at us. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just don't know. And, again, with guys like Dalton Schultz, you're going to have to pay Tony Pollard some money to keep him around, and you should. He's very good this year. It's just so it's a tough situation there with the Cowboys. See, I'll put them in, like, the category with the Bills. Mm-hmm. You've got some tough decisions to make. You're not rebuilding. You're kind of retooling. You're moving some things around. But – Again, not to make everything about the Kansas City Chiefs, we saw them do that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they lost the, one of the most electric players in the NFL, Tyreek Hill, rebuilt their offensive line. Yeah. You moved Things on from out. Tyron Matthew. I mean, you, one of your vocal, your leader on the defensive side of the ball, you moved on from. And so, if the Cowboys do that, like you're going to have to find someone that you can rely on to step up and be mm-hmm. that voice, be that vocal leader. And yeah. And if you move, you know, maybe not moving on from Zeke in a sense is losing your vocal leader, but it's just the Cowboys, they need to hit on everything in the draft and they need guys to come in and make immediate impacts and develop quickly. Yeah. And so that's just a a quick little rundown of what the off season is going to look like. Obviously we talked a little bit about Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, what's going to happen with him. Mm -hmm. It's something that we're always keeping an eye on. And uh, maybe I'm just too excited because the off season last year, when we were talking about what could happen with Russell Wilson, what could happen March with Aaron Rodgers. March was insane. And it, just, it popped off, as the kids <laughs> like to say. So with Lamar Jackson, like, 
that could happen. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, that could happen. Derek Carr did happen. Those are three big quarterbacks. You know, three Pro Bowl level quarterback, MVP caliber quarterbacks yep. from two of them, at least. So Carson Wentz in that conversation as well. Who? Carson Wentz. <laughs> he was at one point. I'm kidding. An MVP Who? caliber. Okay, Mike Daniel, my bad. Damn. <laughs> MVP caliber season almost. <laughs> Derek Carr had one of those too. Uh, I feel like a lot of people have. But the NFL offseason is obviously going to be very exciting. Another thing, I, I said we were going to talk about basketball, though. It's NBA All-Star Weekend. and when? I'm torn. This weekend? This week, yeah. You're lying. Is it really? This weekend. I'm torn on if I'm even Dude, excited I'm... about it not heard a single thing about this okay well one of the reasons why is because the dunk contest is dead they they released the participants for the dunk contest i i follow basketball more than casually i don't know who these guys are the only player that <laughs> i on. actually you more than casually more than like i'm not super <laughs> serious about it <laughs> We're not. Yeah, I've been seeing this girl more than casually, you know, but like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) My outlook on life has changed a lot over the last three months. More than casually is now a thing that I say. My parents know that I like the NBA. There we go. It's more than casual. (laughs) Your parents have met the NBA. (laughs) I know two of these players. One is not even an NBA player in Mac McClung. He is famous, honestly, because his highlights – from high school. High school. <laughs> yeah. And they were amazing. This they was were. the same time with him and uh, Zion were going off. It's like, oh, my God, these guys look amazing. Mac McClung has some highlights. He's the one that I am actually excited about seeing in the dunk contest. And, again, he's not an NBA player, but I will say congratulations to the NBA. You got in a guy who is exciting as a dunker. And it shouldn't just be like, well, you're an all-star. Come dunk. <laughs> Jericho Sims, don't know who he is. Trey Murphy the third, don't know who he is. Kenyon Martin Jr., I know who your dad is. <laughs> I probably won't watch the slam dunk contest. Oh uh, man. This is a kid where all the old heads are gonna be like, oh man, I remember you when you were like this tall. And now you're in the dunk contest. Man, that's crazy. I didn't honestly be honest. You know you're in the league, like man. Shaq and Charles out there talking yep. about it. It's like, oh, I remember his dad when his dad used to play. <laughs> Nobody messed with Kenyon Sr., that's for sure. So maybe I don't know. Maybe it will be exciting. I also think that the dunk contest, like social media has changed the way that we view sports. Oh, yeah. Don't watch the dunk contest, and you're going to see all the excitement. Like, if it's actually good, you'll see every dunk on Twitter or on yeah. social media. It's also like the, the dunk contest. There's just so much time in between the dunks now mm-hmm. because they are, you know, doing all their social media stuff. It's just like, hey, look, let's just get these dunks going. Like, let's quit wasting time here. Mm-hmm. Think of what you're going to do. Set it up. Let's go. Yeah. Here's two minutes. Mm-hmm. Get as many dunks in as you want. We'll take the best grade. Like, if you, you get out there and every judge gives that dunk a 10, we'll keep that one. Mm-hmm. You go out there and every dunk is an 8, well, maybe we'll throw that one away. Do something. I don't, they, the NBA is good about getting creative uh, with the stuff that they do. I, I give them respect for that. Even in the, the All-Star game, Giannis and LeBron are the team captains, and they will be picking. Over the last two years, I've – two or three years, however long they've been doing it, I've watched the draft for the All-Star game. They're not doing it this year. They're going to pick teams right before the game starts. The one thing that I keep thinking about is how do you pull this off logistically? You just get two jerseys for every player? That feels like a waste of money, but the NBA's made oh, money. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> so it'll I never happen. even thought of that. Look I, at you go, businessman. <laughs> right? It is, it is a cool idea, though, because it does take it back to like a very streetball pickup game. Mm-hmm. We'll pick teams right before, and then we'll run them. I like that idea. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm now just stuck on the fact of like, all right, like, yeah, you're going to have two of every jersey. Mm-hmm. What do you do with the jersey that doesn't get used? Are, overseas, sending, man. are you sending like a triple X Giannis, or I guess it wouldn't be Giannis, Joel Embiid jersey to a third world country? I know what they 1, do with Super Bowl shirts, but like auction it off. I, I would take that jersey. Honestly. Why do we never see pictures of those shirts over there? I feel like we used to in the 90s. Like an Atlanta Falcons and Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl shirts? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the number of Buffalo Bills Super Bowl shirts that were out there in the 90s. Four years in a row. They're like, man, that Bill shipment coming through again? Let's go. (laughs) This is the best team in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Four straight years I've gotten one of these shirts. Uh, I'm sure that there's. Favorite color? 
Blue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm surprised there's not more of a fandom for the Buffalo Bills just because of that. Uh, I do like uh, the drafting of the All-Stars, though. And I, the NBA All-Star game, is, it's a good product. I know a couple years ago they changed the rules a little bit and everybody was confused by the rules. It's very good and it's entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. Especially at the end of the game. Yeah. Yes. It's like you get three quarters of just entertainment. It's a show. People are fast breaks, dunks, all that. Fourth quarter hits. These guys actually want to win. Yeah. They actually care about it. And it, it's a pretty good product. I enjoy watching the NBA All-Star game way more than I ever cared about the Pro Bowl. And, I mean, and if you're the NFL Pro Bowl, take notes. Like, mm-hmm. holy cow, they've made this so much better. And it was just because of the way they changed up their point system at the end of the game. Yeah. Instead of it just being generic basketball, you know, if a team goes on a run, it's it like, is, well, hey, forget about it. It's just... weird, and it's a little bit confusing, but they put it on the scoreboard. The yeah. team needs 173 points to win or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, that's what we're playing to. So be it. Don't know how you got there, <laughs> but that's what you want to do. Let's do it. That's we won't find a way. And it's been pretty entertaining, so I will watch that. Uh, a couple other things that they do. Uh, I used to be really into the celebrity basketball game. I, maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know who most of those people are anymore. The skills contest is something they've been doing for a while. You have the Antetokounmpo brothers are a team. Good job, NBA, by leaning yeah. into that. Just be like, hey, here's the three of you. One of you is a superstar, and the <laughs> other two are related to him. Uh, you're going to get a Utah Jazz team. Eh, it's in Utah. And then you'll get some <laughs> rookies that are entertaining. You get Paulo Boncaro, Jaden Ivey, and Jabari Smith Jr. That will just be a, a fun little quick hitter. Um, the three-point contest is honestly one that I love now. Like You get like some really good shooters, and you get some good performances. I think it was Carl Anthony Towns last year that put on the show. Mm-hmm. But you know, seeing guys like Jason Tatum, Tyler Hero, uh, Damian Lillard in there, so I, that's just a fun, quick one. Uh, don't be skipping that one name. Tyler Hero got the drip. <laughs> oh, I said it. I said his name. Yeah, we'll see. But I like the NBA All Star Weekend. I like the guys out there on the sidelines having fun. I'll be honest. I've just never been attracted to it. Like I just, I, I don't know why. I just, I haven't. Mm-hmm. I've never been impressed by the dunk contest. Yeah, you've you've had to suffer through some bad ones. Is why. And the other thing too is just like. Unless I see it in person, I don't really think it's that cool. Now, if I go outside and try and do that dunk, I can't touch the rim. So I can't do that dunk. You know what I mean? That's like, I can touch the rim. I can't dunk. I can grab the rim with my hand. I still got ups. (laughs) It's the the landing is what hurts. Oh, for sure. Um, I was helping another teacher hang some stuff in her classroom. And she was like, I'm going to stand on this cart, like a wheelie cart. Mm -hmm. And then after I'm done, just like make sure the cart doesn't move. I'll just jump off. She jumped off the cart. She's like, oh, my God, my feet are stinging so bad from jumping three feet. That's what getting old feels like. Yeah. You jump three feet, your feet are going to hurt. You didn't help the teacher just stand there safely on the roller Different cart? teacher. It doesn't matter what teacher I see the look on your face. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, like, safety dog, help each other out. Those bounty no. points. Oh, my God, he's so nice. He helped well, me. Answer yourself. <laughs> okay. I'll hold the cart. You jump off. Anyway, landing sucks. Can you imagine seeing these dunks live, though? I've never been to a dunk contest live. I bet it is absolutely electric. I bet, yeah. Because seeing it on TV, seeing some of the dunks on TV, you're like, eh, wasn't impressive. Seeing it in a stadium, like we went to the KU game uh, yeah. was like last week. Yep. So there were some absolutely phenomenal dunks in that Grady game. Grady Dick, dog. Didn't see him. Guy like, just jamming it in. Didn't see on Twitter. Didn't really see him on SportsCenter. It was a top 10 matchup with electric atmosphere. Yep. Oh, best I mean, one of the best sporting event atmospheres I've seen outside of Arrowhead. Did we talk about it on the pod? I don't even remember if we did or not. I don't either. But we did. We went to the KU-Texas game. Last week. It was, uh, one, super freaking hot in that arena. I don't know why yeah. I didn't think of hey, that. Hey, Alan, I love your field house. Get an air conditioner. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. But at the same time, maybe that just adds to it. Like, hey, we're all in here sweating and yelling, dog, and we're winning. But, yeah, and I, you know, I've seen, you know, I've watched my fair share of basketball games. I see these college kids roll in, and it's like, man, it's, it's January, February, and you're wearing just a basketball jersey mm-hmm. to the game. Makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. It is so hot in those gyms. Think <laughs> like about your high 85. school graduation and then turn it up five to ten degrees. 
Yeah. It is so hot. And you're gym. screaming and yelling and jumping up and down. You know, I Everybody's should say jumping up and down. But like you're standing up, sitting down, standing up, sitting down, and it's just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. If you haven't been to a KU basketball game, you should probably put it on your bucket list. And again, it's like Arrowhead with a roof on it. Like that's the best way I can explain it to people in our area that you know haven't been to it before. And they're like, "What? Well, that doesn't make any sense. It's because that's how freaking loud it is. It reached 120 decibels. The outside noise record is 142 at Arrowhead. It's 20 less than that inside a gymnasium. It, we've talked about it. Again, I apologize if we've talked about it already on the podcast before. I don't remember that we've it. It was louder than Arrowhead. Yeah, I mean, again, I man, it, it was indoors, so yeah. Like, However they measure that shit, I don't understand that either. <laughs> yeah. Being in Allen Fieldhouse, it was louder than Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah. And again, it's it's much smaller. Uh, it, but it added but, to you know, like, like it's less so people. historic as well. And KU's campus, beautiful. It was really cool. And yeah. I am a I am a KU hater. I've had to dial that back a little bit. Yeah, man. A little bit. I've said some things about their program. It's <laughs> I get it. <laughs> it's heading in the right direction. I mean, the parking garage was I right behind it. the arena. Mm-hmm. It was like, I don't know why everyone else is parking on the street, paying $30 for that. Shit, Bob. Yeah. The history of it all. Mm-hmm. It was it was The good. hype videos got me. Mm-hmm. I was just like, well, let's go. I went and bought a Grady Dick t-shirt while still rooting for Texas. The different chants and tradition that they mm-hmm. have. It, it the was KU great. song kind of creeped me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. At the lie. beginning? Yeah. Weird. It was weird. It was Texas A&M level weird stuff. Very much so. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Creepy, culty. But the thing is, it works. Like it, works. it scared me as a fan. Mm-hmm. That's why the players are in the locker room when they it do got that. Got the fans going though. It did. Those those Gets crazy the people bastards. Going. <laughs> they loved it. <laughs> uh, I think that's it for us today. I said we would talk a little baseball. We'll save it for another time though. Uh, a lot of football, a lot of basketball. I'll watch the All Star game. We'll talk about it later, uh, but we appreciate you guys joining us for another episode of Mic'd Up. Big Country and I will be back at it again on Sunday night. We appreciate you listening wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, right here in the call-in app. Again, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all later.